Hello, welcome to another episode of the Heart of a Youth Leader, weekly podcasts released every Monday uh, to encourage you in your work as a youth leader or as a children's or families worker to, to help you uh, with your tending to your own care, your own heart, your own worship. Because it's one thing to be technically good at youth work, it's another thing to actually being so uh, close to our Heavenly Father and to Jesus that all that we do comes out of that relationship with him. I wonder how you're doing today. I hope things are good but we are facing challenges all the time aren't we? Uh, and it may be that during this summer period that you're getting a bit of space to reflect on what's gone on this last year, to reflect on the challenges of the pandemic, to, to reflect hopefully not just on what you've done for your church, for your children, for your young people that you serve, for the families involved. But I want to encourage you also to, to take time to think about yourself. How have you dealt with what we've been through? It has been uh, massive. It has been, uh, hopefully once in a lifetime, what we have been through. Um, we, couldn't have, we couldn't have guessed, most of us, what we have just experienced. Uh, and so be good to yourself, be kind to yourself. Uh, but let's be encouraged. And I want to talk about encouragement this morning or today, depending on when, what time of day you watch or listen to this. Uh, Jesus was the ultimate encourager, wasn't he? When you think of Jesus, you, I just think of his compassion. I just think of his kindness. I just think of his smile. I wonder if Jesus belly laughed and I wonder what his laugh sounded like. I wonder if you've ever thought about that, because it's the kind of thing that, that intrigues me, because I am convinced that Jesus probably laughed more than anyone else we would ever know. Uh, and I wonder what his laugh sounded like. It would have been a laugh of kindness, of, um, of, of genuine fun, wouldn't it? And it seems to me there are two types of people. There are people that are fun to be with, who when you spent time in their company, you come away feeling better and energized and what a great time that was, I can do anything. And then they're the people who drain us, the people who life is always so difficult and um, uh, they're, they're doing their best, but actually life is tough uh, and their perspective on life is tough. Uh, and sometimes um, it's, it's not got anything to do with their actual situation, it's to do with their perspective. I wonder if you can think of people you know who either you know you're going to come away from feeling uh, life is better because of this time I've spent and those who you know actually life was pretty tough because of those you spent. Jesus I think was definitely one of those people who life was better having been in, in uh, contact with him and, and it's because he had the eternal perspective didn't he? He knew uh, his heavenly father he knew creation from the beginning he knew that the victory was his in the end uh, and therefore his his enthusiasm his encouragement wasn't purely um empty and hopeful fingers crossed well life could be better or could be worse kind of thing it was actually because he knew the story and the purpose for creation for us and our relationship with the Heavenly Father. 
Uh, in his book that I'm going through, The Personality of Jesus, Francis E. Clarke writes about this. He says, he, Jesus knew personally what the Father's love was like, and he knew what it was like to be in the Father's presence. He was also convinced of the final victory of good over evil. Therefore, he had more reasons to be cheerful and enthusiastic than any other human that has lived on earth. Uh, and, and he goes on to say, Christ never gave people, never told people to be glad without giving them a great reason for cheering up. Isn't that great? Isn't, you know, it's when someone's struggling, it's, we could go sort of empty, well, you know, cheer up, you know, just get through it, life, life will get better. It's kind of empty encouragement where Jesus is going, trust me, Get your strength from me and I will overcome. I will help you overcome your fears. When we put our trust in Jesus, he helps us through everything. It's why he, he was able to go through the mocking, the beating, the rejection, the loneliness, the, the, the death on the cross. And still be enthusiastic and encouraged and excited for what's to come because he knew the whole story, didn't he? Uh, and I've just been reflecting on this expression, Jesus says uh, in the NIV, it says he says, take heart. And he says this a few times, uh, twice in Matthew chapter nine. Uh, first of all, it, right at the start of chapter nine, Jesus uh, forgives and heals a paralyzed man. He's just come across the water, gets out of the boat, and some men bring to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw the faith of the, his friends, he says to the man, take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. It's like, be encouraged, your sins are forgiven. Uh, and when we're struggling with life, when we are in a difficult situation, we need to be encouraged because our sins have been forgiven. Uh, and therefore we have that eternal relationship with our heavenly father, how wonderful. He doesn't say get up and be healed although that comes, he actually says, be encouraged because your sins are forgiven. Uh, and we need to be uh, encouraging those around us. And we can't, of course, say to people, well, be encouraged, your sins are forgiven. But we can say, be, be encouraged because do you know how much God loves you, how much God delights in you? Uh, and he wants to forgive you for all the stuff you've got wrong. Uh, and he wants to support you and hold you and walk with you through the difficulties you're going through. So be encouraged, take heart, take heart. You can feel the encouragement in Jesus's words. Even though the man's still paralyzed, take heart, your sins are forgiven. And then to prove a point to the teachers of the law, Jesus says, get up, take your mat and go home. And the man is, is healed. And then later on in that chapter, uh, starting at verse 18, Jesus goes to, uh, uh, has a synagogue leader come, kneels before him and says, my daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. What amazing faith. Jesus got up and went with him and so did his disciples. Just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, if only I can touch his cloak, I will be healed. Such faith, such trust in Jesus. Jesus turned and saw her and said, take heart, daughter. 
he said, your faith has healed you. And at that moment, the woman was healed. Take heart, daughter. So at the beginning, we have take heart, son, and now take heart, daughter. It's because it's for all of us, whether we're male or female. Jesus is saying, take heart, be encouraged. I am with you. Be encouraged. The faith of your friends uh, has, means that you're forgiven. Be encouraged that your faith brings healing. Uh, and then the third time this, this phrase, take heart, appears is in John's Gospel, chapter 16, when Jesus is getting ready for the cross and he's saying to his disciples um, this bit of a conundrum. He's basically saying, I'm not going to be here forever, but soon you're going to be able to pray to the Heavenly Father because of me and your prayers will be answered. Uh, and they're going, well, I don't really understand. What are you talking about? And they don't realise the, 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 the figurative language that Jesus is using. And at the end of chapter 16, in verse 33, he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Isn't it wonderful? He's saying, yes, life will be difficult at the moment, but be encouraged, take heart, hold on, I'm with you, and I have overcome the world. Not anything we can do, nothing that we can do to make life better, but to hold on to Jesus because he has overcome the world. Whatever we struggle with today will pass. Whatever difficulties, whatever hurts, whatever upsets, whatever... Um, injustices we may be facing take heart because Jesus has overcome the world with him there is life in all its fullness hold on let's let's communicate that to our young people that we serve let's introduce them to Jesus who's cheering them on the ultimate cheerleader on the sidelines going come on you can do it I've got you I will give you all that you need. We've got the Olympics just coming to an end uh, at the moment, haven't we, or just finished. Uh, and, and there's been a, a noticeable difference without the crowd cheering people on. Uh, and Jay Jones in the um, judo was saying how actually she found it so hard. Not the judo, what is it? The, um, uh, oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> But she found it so hard because she didn't have the crowd cheering her on. Yet we always have Jesus going, you can do it. Take heart. Put your strength in me. Put your trust in me and I will give you your strength. Go for it. Mm -hmm.